Hey everybody, I'm Sarah. And I'm Hannah. And welcome, welcome to Bareface. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome. Are you? It's Friday. Friday. Yes. I, ugh, I said, I can't wait for the end of my weeks anymore. I've never really worked like traditionally Monday through Friday, right. every single day for this long in my life. And now I see why people are like the weekend. Yeah. I'm like, I, I get it. Yeah, totally. Well, we could not think of a more appropriate brand to do as a brand of, of the week on Fridays than summer friday summer friday which i Is did it not fridays know. or friday it's fridays oh it has an s yeah so i did not know <laughs> what summer fridays were before moving to new york did you um no and i'm gonna be real i didn't know they existed until i'd been in new york for a long time because i didn't get them right no i didn't even know it was a thing i just i saw the brand i didn't make the connection that that's what they No, were i had no to. idea do yeah. you want to explain what summer fridays are yeah so again this was something that i learned when we moved to new york city because um obviously the companies that i'd worked for before did not adopt these but basically on fridays in companies like in companies in new york city people leave the office between like one and three in the afternoon because it's during the summer so between memorial yeah. day and labor day you have Oh, like two and a half day weekend. Yeah. So you can go out to your house in the Hamptons and like, yeah, like we all not be in the city. In the <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. what I had heard, like was the reasoning behind it was because like all of these people that like supposedly worked at these companies were very wealthy um, or they had like other places they'd like to be on the weekend. So whether it be like Jersey or Long Island get or out of the city because disgusting. it's disgusting. Yeah. It's <laughs> the really worst. gross and hot and humid. So people wanted to go, but obviously there was a lot of time or a lot of traffic and it took a lot of time to get there. So they took the afternoon on Fridays to get there, which here's the thing. New York City companies, like in my experience, people work so many long hours that if you do get a company that during the summer you can leave at 1 p.m., that's an amazing benefit because you're probably in the office till 7 or 8 p.m. Monday through Thursday. So you earned that Friday afternoon off. hundred percent. Yeah. So anyway, Summer Fridays is a very popular brand. They have a really good amount of products i would say but you see them everywhere over instagram they are a socially driven brand they were created by two beauty bloggers mariana hewitt and lauren gores ireland mariana had a youtube channel in 2012 and she obviously started her instagram got a lot of followers lauren was also a blogger her the name of her blog was you or is you and lou which i thought was really cute and mariana's blog is called life with me and both of those blogs are still active Obviously, they're very busy and, you know, Instagram is the number one platform, but they were two influencers who met and they worked for two years creating their first product, which they launched um, exclusively at Sephora in March of 2018. But going back a little bit before we get into their first product and the rest of their products, um, while they were creating it, they basically said that they were getting all these products because they were influencers, but they really wanted products that were clean and really simple to use, aesthetically pleasing. Obviously they're Instagrammers. So the whole idea behind Summer Fridays is that it's like products that work, products that fit their lifestyle because they were traveling a lot, but also products that photograph prettily that looked good on Instagram. And that was literally something that I saw in an interview with them. And I was like, well, why not? You know, if this is how you want, I people appreciate to find it. Out, yeah. If this is how you want people to find out about your brand. You know, that social is 
obviously driven by photos and content. You want something that's going to photograph and look pretty. Well, and you know, what's funny about that is I feel like they've always been, I I hadn't had a lot of experience with summer Fridays till I moved to New York because they weren't sold at the Sephora that I worked at. I like never got trained on them. Yeah. Um, but I remember in, I think it was like the very end of 2019, they were one of the first brands that came out with their own Instagram filters. Like there were were. very few brands. And I remember at the time I reached out to the company that we were working with and I was like, Hey, this is a really good idea. This is like very on the pulse of what's happening now is right as filters kind of were coming into being popular. Yeah. And I was like, you, we need to jump on this. And I I think they've always had that really good social hive mind type thing where I feel like they're very aware of what's trending almost even a little bit before it trends. Yeah. You can tell that it's run by people who made it in the, in the social sphere and I'm sorry, the social media sphere because that's how they run their marketing. It's how they run all their products. They have collaborations with huge brands. So some of them, APL, Way, who's obviously created by, um, or which is a brand created by Jen Atkin, um, Slip, Missouri. They had cute merch. You know, they made these really cute <sighs> sweat sets sweat during sets. quarantine. Um, everything that they do is meant to be shared on social. It's meant to, it just, it, it, it just fits. It's meant it, to be photographed. It's meant to be- yeah. And, a yeah. moment that you share, even if it's casually. Yeah. So what they say is our products are created for those on the go. We want your experience with Summer Fridays to feel like your own mini vacation, even if it's from your home bathroom. And their tagline is effortless beauty for modern lives. I appreciate everything. But he, Hello, what I, like is that I need that. Yeah. Right. And they don't shy away from the fact that it's, it's supposed to be shared. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they just kind of own it and I really like it. Another fun fact is um, they formulated their products while Lauren was pregnant with her first child. So she was super, um, well, it was, I think it was maybe a learning curve for her, learning curve for her, but she was looking for products that had cleaner ingredients. Obviously, you know, you can't use retinoids and other stuff when you're pregnant. So their whole line is kind of based off that. And that's why they have a cleaner ingredient list than some other products. And they are um, clean as, or than some other brands maybe. And they are clean as Sephora. Yeah. And I think that also speaks to the type of brand they are. They're definitely a brand for like millennials and Gen Z's. And like, what are most millennials doing right now? They're starting their families. Like this year in particular, how many people do we know in our age group that have gotten pregnant because of quarantine? And they've come out with things like their um, like their belly baby balm or whatever it is. And like, yeah. they're, they're really, I don't want to say they're capitalizing, even though that's technically what it is, but they, again, we've talked about authenticity before. Mm-hmm. They are a brand that's very much like, hey, these are our lives. We want to share them with you. Share your life with us because we want to make sure we're like working together to create products that everyone needs and wants. I mean, when they released the Belly Moon Baby Bomb, I was like, this is the perfect example of someone who has followed a person, right? Followed a blogger, has grown up with them, right? I have followed bloggers since I was in high school. They are my age. And I grew up with them. Some of them were still in the same path and I still relate to them. Some of them I'm like, totally not at all, but they're like, wait, now I'm pregnant. Maybe the people who followed me who like summer Fridays are also pregnant. What could we both use? So they literally, their whole brand is growing up with their followers and not a lot of brands do that. No. And a lot of brands, I feel like they're almost like begging for their things to be shared. Even if they are shareable, they're like, and make sure like you, you tag us in your post. And like, I feel right. like summer Fridays doesn't have to do that. People just want, want to. to be a, 
want to be part of that community. And it feels very different from these like celebrity skincare brands, Mm -hmm. which again, like it's shared because it's Rihanna, because it's JLo, which is fine. It doesn't mean their products are bad. It's just a different vibe. And this is more like homegrown I don't know, beauty, I guess. I don't know where that sentence was going. I mean, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and I mean, you know, let's, this kind of leads us into their first, their first product, the jet lag mask. So this launched in March of 2018, two weeks after it launched on Sephora.com, it became the number one best-selling skincare product and it sold out That's everywhere. Impressive. It's very impressive. And then they say, you know, after, after the launch or whatever, four weeks later, Sephora upped its initial production run by six times. Now, Obviously, it's really popular. That could mean that it was a new brand with only one product at the launch that they like forecasted a little too low. Doesn't matter. It was a really good product. And you know what people did? They went on their airplanes and they took photos of it on next with to the airplane, the airplane with the airplane window. window. Exactly. I remember those. They're such good photos. And it was it was just like exactly what they intended it to be used for. It was exactly, you know, it was called the jet lag mask, literally summer Fridays, vacation, whatever, super pretty packaging. You get on your plane, you know, you sit next to the window, you take a photo of it. And that was like the social media, like sensation. And it just, I remember Took that off. still. Literally, yeah. LOL. Yeah. Like a plane. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. So My bad dad jokes. I had this mask. I love this mask. I went to repurchase it. And unfortunately, they are currently reformulating it because they're taking out some of the essential oils, which people have said that they've gotten reaction to. I didn't get any reaction to it. It had like a peppermint scent. Um, it had peppermint oil in there. So it kind of felt that tingly refreshing, which I really liked. Um, but unfortunately it is not available to purchase because they're reformulating it. But this is again, one of their number one products. It's a great moisturizer. I sometimes when I'm super dry, if I'm like going out and it's really, really dry and cold outside, I'll just use it instead of a regular moisturizer because it's so hydrating. Yeah. Um, you can use it overnight. You can use it just as like a 10 minute mask, but this is truly like a great, great, great product. Yeah. I've definitely heard a lot of things. I've never been able to, I've only tried one summer Friday product, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, but this one is one that I, I would really want to want to want to get my hands on I think what what's good too is that they have a mini so obviously when they yeah. come back hopefully they'll release their mini version as well but that's even more travel friendly it goes it's even more in line with what their whole um uh I don't want to say is? I was gonna say ethos but I don't know if that's the right like term that I want to use it goes around that's the, whole... the word I thought so I I assume it's the correct vocabulary yeah I mean it goes with you know the whole idea correct of us if travel, we're wrong so right <laughs> yeah so anyway so they have a mini of that that you can try and I will say that they are exclusively available at Sephora for us they're at Mecca and I think they're also at cult they ha- I mean you can obviously look up where they are but on on their site specifically they have really great value sets so if you are wanting to try uh, yeah. several of their different products i highly recommend checking those out first so that you can save a little bit of money so the yes, next yes. product that they launched was the overtime mask that was 6 months later in august then they launched their R&R mask which was in january and the overtime mask is like a scrub it's like a pumpkin scrub and the R&R mask to be honest with you it's like i like still don't know what it's supposed to do it's like it a hurt oil. My, i did not like that mask i'll be 100% real it was very chunky and the yeah, granulars in it were very harsh it's, it's supposed to be like resurfacing i think but but this is what i was like confused about is that the difference between their overtime and the R&R mask it was like more balmy. I don't know. I think they honestly made it to like 
have pretty pictures on Instagram because it's still used a lot in like texture shots because it is a beautiful yeah, it has like crushed to look at. in it and stuff. But I'm like, I don't, maybe it's supposed to be like a lighter version of an exfoliating mask. And then the scrubby exfoliating is the overtime. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. The R&R, I don't know if it like crystallized weird, but it felt like it was like sugar, like shards almost. Like it really tore apart my skin when I tried it. That's awful. And, yeah. and maybe again, it, it was a sample I got at Sephora. So it's quite possible like Oh yeah, realistic. it could have been just like weird. It could have been yeah. on. It could have been on the shelf for a long time. Um, yeah, that happens. There's not like the rule that like the samples get thrown out when they're like empty. Right. Um, I'm sure there's actual policy for that, but that's at least the policy we followed in the store. Is like, you know, you don't throw it out unless it's gross and you can see it's gross or it's empty. You don't like, usually write the expiration dates on it. So that's quite possibly what happened as well. Yeah, it was just like, like open for too long. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so those are the three masks. Those are the first three products and they come in these really beautiful um, aluminum tubes. So everything mm-hmm. is recyclable, which is nice. Obviously they're vegan, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the next product that they launched was, I think I think it still is their big seller. One of their big sellers, it's the CC mm-hmm. Me Vitamin C Serum. This was launched in August of 2019. So it kind of anniversary the launch of the overtime mask. This I'm so intrigued by. I'm very curious to see. You wanted this product since it launched. I have, and I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. So I did a little bit of research on these bigger hitter products. Um, And this one's super unique because it actually has two forms of vitamin C in it. So it has 3-O-ethyl ascorbic acid. Yeah. um, Which is in a lot of different products. It is a super stable form of vitamin C. Uh, It also has a secondary form called ascorbyl glucide. I think it's how you say it. Glucoside. Yeah. Um, So really good again for that BLT of our vitamin C's are bright and light and tighten. I love super great for pigmentation. (laughs) It's a really good sandwich. So super great for pigmentation, obviously hydration and anti-aging. This one also the second ingredient is niacinamide. So before your vitamin C the second ingredient is that second, so it's niacinamide, 3 ethyl ascorbic, ascorbyl glucoside are like the first three after water. So it is quite potent, which I really appreciate. Oh um, and God. there is squalene in it. And then they called this a botanical blend, which does have coffee, which I really oh. love when caffeine coffee is in, um, they didn't call it caffeine. It was like coffee bean extract, but very similar. Yeah. Um, bunch of different botanicals. Honestly, there were so many, I don't really remember anything other than the coffee because that's what stood out to me. Right. Um, but you're getting that glow. You're getting that boost of really good antioxidants for your skin. And then you're also getting like the oil control and the sebum control from the niacinamide. So I mm. do they sorry, release I just my mic? Oh, I they did hear. not release the concentration. So that is my only. That's like, so interesting. Okay. Yeah. But it's still like the number you know, two, three, four ingredients after water. So those tend to, I mean, I'm not going to make any assumptions while we're recording, but. (laughs) Or ever. Yeah. I mean, to me, that tends to be pretty high. I just made the assumption. So offline, Sarah and I were talking about how sometimes people say that like this brand copies another brand and can brands churn out products quickly? Yes. But brands are planning out launches like a year and a half to up to three years out like especially products that have to go undergo testing or have to just like the formulas are just hard. So like whenever people say that, I'm just like, you guys don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't even know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. 
I think we see that a lot with like the types of movies that come out. I think they're like, this might be a little meta and just, you know, not, it's not skincare related, but I really firmly believe that there is like this internal connection, like hive mind that the entire human race really does have. It's not constantly there, but like, you know how like, like the Mandela effect or like the fact that there are movies like, like, I mean, Bugs Life and Ants, for example, like that was pure like plagiarism. Like, like it was taken, like they're doing a movie about bugs. We're gonna do a movie about bugs. But like, there are so many times that like, like I think there was one year, like Zero Dark Thirty and another like two or three movies like that all came out in the same year. Is that because- they're copying each other? Probably not because they take forever to make. Right. It's probably the fact that like uh, things are affecting our world and we respond with the way we create things. So for yeah, example- Yeah, I mean, trending ingredients. So like, exactly. Yeah. So like, for example, azelaic acid, which we've talked about a couple of times is now the trending ingredient of the year. We've already seen one product launch with it. I guarantee right. we'll see a ton more this year. Same thing with like last year was the year of the toner. Did yeah. all of those and brands- niacinamide. Yeah. Did all those brands be like, oh, we're going to copy each other. No, they realized there were holes in their market they wanted to fill. Yeah. And they were filling them with products that just ended up being similar. So I digress. I, that probably got like a little weird and I showed a little bit of my hippie side, but it's okay. um, It's just, you know, when we talk about like, oh, everyone launched their vitamin C serum. I was like, Hey, well, there was also an uptick in articles about vitamin C, you know, it was just like, what was a lot of these newer brands. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. Um, a lot of these brands came out around that 2015, 2016 to 2018. So when you launch a skincare line, what are you going to start with? Your moisturizers, maybe a face mask, and then you're going to dig into these different products and you're just going to have that like, okay, so we have a face wash, a moisturizer and a mask. Like what's the next viable step? A serum. What's the most hop- popular type of serum? A vitamin C. Right. Like it's just, there's a logical step that most brands will build out. Yeah. Their product ranges. Yeah. And we're seeing it happen with Fenty currently. Yeah. And here's something also that I think is interesting. So I, when I worked in Denver, I worked with a lot of very small brands and those kind of brands would only really release a product. Like they would go maybe a year or a year and a half without releasing a product. And like, they follow the different formula of just like, we need to build out our we need to build out our line. And then we're going to like spew the bullshit of we couldn't find anything in the market. Yes, you could. Or if you could, you wanted to change it a little bit. And then you have the other side where like the brands that like the smaller ones that I've worked with that are just like, oh, well, I wanted to create this. So I created this, you know, but like it, it, it fit my, it fit what I wanted. Yeah. It wasn't like I needed to create a toner. So I made a toner. It was like, no, I don't really use a toner. So I'm not going to make one. Yeah, that's exactly what we talked about with Cole. Right. Yeah. Well, let's jump back in. So the next product after the. Oh, I just want to ask you. Sorry. Here. Oh yeah. Do you know the price of the CC me? Is Uh, it sixty two or sixty eight? I think it was sixty eight for one ounce. Yeah, I think that's also kind of what's coming back a little bit is because you know it is a little bit on the pricier side. It's definitely not as expensive as other vitamin C's, but for example, sorry, sixty four. It's 64. 64. Okay. Yeah. But still, I think the May Love one is like between like 20 and 30 for an ounce. So I think that's also kind of why I've been like, I have others eh. I can try and, and all that yeah. stuff. But, you know, and also, again, I think if they release their percentage, I would be more likely to spend the money on it. But it's their prerogative not to, you know. Yeah. They are yeah. allowed to do what they want with their company. Exactly. 
So then they launched their amino gel cleanser in February 2020. And then afterwards, literally right after, I remember being like, what is happening? They yeah. launched Yeah. They it was launched fast. their they launched their butter lip balm. And I see this everywhere. And Sarah, I think you've tried this, I right? Have it sitting right next to me. It's the only summer Friday product I own. Ooh. Um, it's really, really nice. Uh so this one is let me pull up that price real quick. This one is, I think it's $22. $22. I bought it. Do you think I'd remember how much I spent? Absolutely (laughs) not. So this is $22 and it is 0.5 ounces. So not tragic in terms of price. You need such a small amount of this product though. Like I was definitely overdoing it when I first got it. Um, I have it actually by my bedside and I put it on like right before bed every single night. I will say there is only one other lip balm I've ever done that religiously with. Yeah. And it was the Tatcha, the, um, I don't even remember what it's called. The, the lip the one mask. In the jar. Yeah. The, the Kisu. Yeah. That one. Sure. Yeah. Um, clearly loved it a lot, but like, I think this is again, just, it's more feasible to be in like a squeezy tube that I can like put on my finger instead of a jar. Um, it has shea and Maru 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 seed butters <laughs> muru muru it's gonna sound like i'm gar- like mumbling my words and but it's a mumbling word <laughs> it is it's it is yeah um and that's gonna naturally moisturize it soothes heals and conditions it does have some vegan waxes in it to help soften your lips and boost shine and it does have a really beautiful natural vanilla flavor to it um okay i really Wait. love it hang yeah. on vegan I'm waxes good. is that mineral oil you know, let me check. Also, while we're checking, I just want to bring up that the Laneige, which is obviously the biggest lip sleeping, the lip product I would argue at Sephora is $22 for 0.7 ounces, but it does come in a jar. So I can see how this one could be a little bit more travel friendly. And and by this one, I mean the Summer Fridays one because it comes in. A it has micro crystalline wax and synthetic wax yeah. and mica, oddly enough. I know. That's why I told you I didn't want to get it because Micah makes me, I get really, I just get these like little white bumps. So I didn't want to spend $22 on something if I was going to get little white bumps all over my lips. Yeah. Otherwise I would totally get it. I will say it is not as thick as like the bite agave lip mask. It definitely is, I would say malleable. Like it's not really, really thin, but it's not crazy thick either. So I feel like it's a really good middle of the road. I really love the vanilla flavor. I think, I don't know. There's just something about the way this looks. And like, I love having it on my bedside table. Um, I've been using this one and the Biosance one during the day um, in the squeezy tube. And they work really well together. I feel like my lips are like much less chapped than they've been in a long time. Hmm. So I just looked up hydrogenated polyisobutene because that's one of those synthetic waxes or whatever it's a synthetic yeah. liquid liquid used to replace mineral and silicone oils in formulations okay so that's the thing here's the thing people want to claim like vegan all day long that's fine my issue is when they claim vegan as better and then they're actually using mineral oil i'm like okay great so you're still reliant on fossil petrol. fuels right how does that make you better which I'm not saying Summer Fridays does because I looked it up and obviously I'm not a chemist, but it, I don't know, microcrystalline wax, I can also look that up. But that one ingredient was not petroleum or petroleum-based. Okay. But that's my one thing when I see vegan. I'm like, okay. Yeah. 
Microcrystalline wax is a type of are a type of wax produced by deoiling petrolatum as part of the petroleum refining process. So it's a a side product. Yeah, they're all of derived. An industry that's already happening. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but here's here's my other thing, you know, you're vegan is not the same as sustainable. That, that I I just I just I want that make on that, a shirt. I just want to make it that on a so shirt. Clear. And, and, no, and that's my, my one means, thing. Yeah. Yes. Vegan just means it's not animal derived. But here's the thing also that I learned that we obviously don't have to get into, but I would be interested if you know. Someone yeah. told me that carmine, right? Red 40, which is a yeah. colorant, beetle. is technically red beetles. from beetles. But they said it's technically considered vegan because you cannot measure the pain of a beetle. So a product can be labeled... On- Vegan. I'm sorry, that makes Kat Von D's entire rebrand to be completely vegan a load of BS. Because the reason she reformulated her like lipsticks and her eyeshadows was because she was using Carmine. Who are you to say if a beetle can feel pain? I'm sorry. Wait, hang if on. You're gonna... But but so you just said that they removed Carmine. So now they are Kat Von D vegan beauty or whatever. Correct. Yeah. So Kat Von D originally was like created at, or KVD. I'm sorry, we're not losing Kat's name. But KVD was originally mostly vegan. The only things that weren't vegan were like her reds and her purples because to get they had the pigmentation, carmine. yes, okay. to get the pigmentation they wanted. At least that was my understanding. Like her lipsticks were never like a hundred percent vegan. Her lip, right. liquid lipsticks weren't. Yeah. And so when they did the huge relaunch and it went from Kat Von D beauty to KVD vegan beauty is when they reformulated everything. I haven't tried the new formulation. So like, I don't know how they like work okay. but I assume yeah fine. so I think um I think obviously different countries have different regulations on that because a British makeup line that I worked with was like I don't know like it wasn't leaping bunny but it was like a picture of the bunny that said vegan yeah. and they used carmine and but also that was like five or six years ago obviously things change but I'm just gonna say that that was like the one thing that I was like oh that's interesting that you could still, I still use don't that feel like you could claim I'm sorry. If you say you're, you're, you're vegan, you should not be using any animal byproducts. I, I agree. Don't care. I agree. I if just remember someone. Claim. Yeah. I just remembered a brand. We were like talking about it and I was like, Oh, that's an interesting little loophole. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways let's continue. Let's get back to Rex. So after yeah. the butter lip balm, they released their toner, which sounds really great. It's the soft reset AHA exfoliating solution that was la- that was launched in August of 2020. Then in December, they released the baby moon belly balm. Lauren was pregnant with her second name. child. Baby I mean, moon. literally just such a, it's pretty, it fit her purpose. Obviously there was, as you know, as we talked about, we've already talked about this. It would just looked great. I think it's a great product for any of your friends who are pregnant um, and then they launched in this January, their cloud dew oil-free gel cream. And I cannot wait to dive into this. Are you going to purchase it with your Sephora sale? Um, I was, and I think if I had a job right now, I would, but the reason I'm not is because I just got, um, on a different type of sale, which we'll do in an episode, how Hannah saves money on beauty products. Um, the pharmacy oil-free moisturizer the oh the daily greens the daily greens and so I think when I'm done with that then I'll get the oil-free gel cream okay yeah yeah so I'm still moving um, I don't want to schlep a bunch of crap across country at that point it's more expensive for me to buy it now and like pay to ship it than it is for me to just go to Sephora in the middle of July and get it full price true and there's probably going to be another sale so right you're fine yeah 
So this one, like Hannah said, launched in January, 2021. This is $42 for 1.7 ounces. So this one has a hyaluronic acid complex, three different sizes or types of hyaluronic acid for ultimate hydration Mm. has glycerin and amino acids. So again, they're continuing that amino acid trend that they have in a lot of their products, which are super hydrating and they help protect your skin. And then I did see that this has pineapple fruit extract in it. So it helps lightly exfoliate and give your skin that glowy feel. Now this has a lot of mixed reviews on their website. Um, really? Yeah. So like every other review was a one-star review saying people are saying their skin really burned from this one girl, what one person, I don't know if it was a girl said that, and I just have to, I, I shouldn't laugh at this, but she was like, it burned under my eyes. And I was like, why are you putting a moisturizer under your eyes? But I get that. Like, she might not know that. And it doesn't mm. call out that it has exfoliating benefits, but like pineapple is an enzymatic exfoliator. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's, it might be one of those things where people don't realize they might be putting this on after other exfoliating treatments or they might be doing too much. Cause like, you wouldn't want to do this unless you were only using other hydrating products. Like you wouldn't want to mix this with a retinol or anything like that. So, so, you know, what's funny though. So reading that, I did not realize I had the pineapple, right? Obviously yeah. we know that that has a slight enzymatic exfoliation immediately. That makes me think of the old Hendrickson, the blue moisturizer, which I love that I love yeah. using in the summertime because it has that super, super mild exfoliation. It just keeps your skin clear. It just really helps with congestion and shininess and helping to reduce, reduce any possible oil, even from a dry bitch like me. But here's the <laughs> issue that we get into. If companies are not calling out that it has this tiny bit, tiny bit of enzymatic exfoliation. Obviously they're not releasing the percentage. So people don't realize that it has a little bit that seems problematic. It's right in the middle of the ingredient list too. It's not like it's super low down. It's about halfway. So that does tell me it's a little bit higher concentration. And I will say they call it right out in their key ingredients. Oh, they do. So people aren't reading. And and it does say right in the product details, like this oil-free formula is packed with hyaluronic acid, glycerin, and amino acids to boost skin's moisture barrier, plus super potent antioxidant and brightening pineapple enzymes to improve skin tone and texture. So like, it's right on the- Okay, it's right right there. there. It's right there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I I, I didn't realize until I researched this product that it had it in there. Um, So I might've fallen into that category of like, you know, I might've tried it and realized it didn't have it, but like- if you're not reading your products, oh, kind of your so fault. here's the other, I don't thing want to too. be that bitch, but like, like if they're putting it blatantly under, like, this is the product mm-hmm. and you're not reading your packaging. Yeah. Like it's all those people that were using like the ordinary peel and they were just leaving like, it on for slad- 30 minutes yeah. or like slathering a thick layer. Like if you read those instructions, yeah. you're fine. So, so here's, here's the other thing, right? So this is in the middle of the ingredients. We don't know what percentage they're at we or it's at, right? Let's say that someone says, oh, well, it's so far down the ingredient list and shouldn't be that effective in terms of the exfoliation and I shouldn't have any reaction to it. What that means is that any other time that you have an ingredient in the middle of your ingredient list and you're calling it out as your key active, as a key ingredient, right? Shea butter, jojoba oil, if it's you know buried beneath 10 and kind of like five away from the bottom, then you're saying that that's too low of a concentration. Obviously it depends on the ingredients, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think we have this, I think there's like a discussion to be had and maybe we can do a whole episode on this because I feel like it's kind of getting away from us in this one. Yeah. Um, But there is this, there's a whole discussion that needs to be had about 
is the customer always right? And when is it a customer's responsibility to do their due diligence and do their research? Because there have been many a time as someone who took returns very frequently, I not only trained my staff to make sure that when they were selling products, they were very forthcoming with like, this is how you use this. Tell Mm -hmm. me your routine. Tell me like how you're going to like repeating it or writing it down on a chart for them to use. I got so many returns of people saying, I don't know how to use this. It did this to me. It did this to me. It did that to me. And I, I would say like, oh, how did you use it? And they would have, they used it completely differently than what the ingredients or the packaging said, excuse me. So I, I, I think it's interesting. Like when is it fall off of a company's fault and into like, you have to be a, a responsible consumer at the end of the day. Yeah. And I, that's not to say I have, I have been a responsible com- consumer every moment of every day. Cause there have definitely been times where like, I've burned my face off. Cause like, I'm not reading how to use something, but when retailers like Ulta and Sephora have specific parts on their website dedicated to how to use this product. Yeah. Like there's no excuse. I know. And that's, what's also irritating is that, you know, working from a brand, people would sometimes use the product incorrectly and then leave an Instagram review or leave a product review. And it'd be so frustrating because you can't respond back and say, you didn't use this correctly. It's not our fault that you didn't follow with an SPF or that you didn't read the instructions. And then people have this platform where they can go and say, I used it under my eyes. Why are you using it under your eyes? It says to keep away from the eye area. Yeah. So I, 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 I agree. And I, I think that it's on the consumer to educate themselves. Yeah. Because they're putting all the information out there. And if you have a question, ask, ask. Yeah. This is why, like when you can go to Sephora, that consultant's available to talk to. Or even after, send a quick email and also to customer service. Remember send that the, a DM. Remember that there's a person on the other end of it, so don't be an asshole. A, B. No. Hey, quick question. I'm getting a reaction. Do you think you know what I mean? It's but it's like at the same time you wouldn't go to a nurse and be like, "You fucked up my antibiotics." No, you say, "I have a quick question. I was getting hives." They're gonna say, "Oh, stop using it." Just means you had a reaction. We didn't know, yeah. but now we know. That's exactly what happened to me. I didn't blame the doctor. I just said, "Oh, huh. I'm allergic to minocycline. Who knew?" Clearly no one until I tried it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. exactly. Anyways, so sorry. We really derailed this a lot to talk about the business, which I think you guys like, but let's- Yeah, uh, well, I think we had some interesting, I hope it's an interesting conversation. I think it's interesting. So let's wrap it up just really quickly. They did launch their most recent um, launch, which is their Summer Skin Nourishing Body Lotion. That was launched in February. It's in my cart for, for VIB. It's I need you to, me. I need you to get it and let me know what it smells like, because I, I don't love coconut scents usually, but I do have this like hemp oil, coconut lotion. I got at TJ Maxx that I really like. So I need you to get it and let me know how strong of a coconut scent it is. Yeah. Or if it's more that mild vanilla coconut. I'm hoping it'll smell better than I have a hemp's pineapple thing that like was recommended by an influencer. It's like this influ- influencer swears by it. And it it's not my favorite, it's not but good. I'm like, it's not bad. It's just not great. It kind of smells like cough medicine, but like pineapple cough medicine. I don't oh, know. It's not like my that. favorite. You know what I do like is the vanilla coconut native. That scent. Yeah, is that really one's good. good. So you can use that off as the basis when you get this and say how much on the scale yeah. you think I'd like it. Yeah. And then the very last um, product, it's not really an official product because it's only available on their site, but 
because of COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic, they did create a hand sanitizer last year in 2020, and they did release a bunch or distribute a bunch to healthcare workers, and they recently made it available on their own um, website, which we saw Summer Fridays did that also, or I'm sorry, uh, Pharmacy did that also. I think maybe some other brands did that. Biosance has a, has a hand sanitizer as well. They do, because when you walk into Sephora, they have a big old thing right there. What a smart marketing move. Like how genius. Right? Like Biosance was one of the first people I remember like saying like, oh, we developed a hand sanitizer for like healthcare workers. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were like able to jump on that and be like, oh, and Sephora, do you need hand sanitizer stations? Like, do you want us to like provide right. them for you? Like, right. So genius. Smart. Yeah. So I want to I mean, work on one of these marketing teams. I really want to be part of the people that like people look at and be like, wow, that was really smart. But like, I know. Thank you. Like, <laughs> I want to be that person so badly. Yeah. Well, one day, one day you will be. So yeah, that was Summer Fridays. If you guys have um, obviously any comments, questions, feedbacks, or want to suggest any other brands you would like us to cover, you can DM us. Our Instagram is barefaced.podcast. And we also have a Gmail, which is barefaced.podcast at gmail.com. You can send us video ideas um, as well as brands you'd like us to cover. Podcast ideas. My dear. What did I say? You said video. <laughs> <laughs> one day I'll learn the lingo. I'm going to make you that sweatshirt. I'll make you a merch. I want one. Some merch, make, yeah. Make me some merch. Um, and then we also do have a Facebook group, which, um, or a Facebook page, excuse me, yeah. which is Barefaced, a beauty podcast. And we did actually have some recent people coming over there, which is super exciting. It's starting to like develop a little community, which I really appreciate. Yeah. And we did want to shout out, um, we see you wherever you are listening from and we are in over 12 countries right now. We have listeners in over 12 countries. So that is amazing. Thank you so much. If you are one of those people in those 12 countries, please shoot us an email. Tell us where you're listening from, you know, I would love to, we would love to hear from you, get to know you. We just think that's super, super awesome. And we thank you very much for everyone who's listened, who's left reviews. Um, We do have a few reviews on Apple uh, podcast. So if you guys do listen, please make sure to leave us a review and a little star rating. It really, really helps us. So thank you again so much for all the support and for listening. And if you guys... I was going to say if you need anything, but I remember that know I'm, what yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm not in customer service anymore. I don't need to say that. But if you guys really do feel like you need certain types of education or want us to review specific products, please, please, please reach out to us because A, I love to interact with y'all, yeah. but B, we want to make sure that we're providing content for you that is valuable to you and exactly fun to make. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we hope you guys all have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.